I'm Derek Joyce and I'm here with Paul Omwerda and this is I'm Not The Expert But. This is a podcast where we'll discuss everything from the most complex ideas that we know nothing about to the simplest ideas that we probably know nothing about either. So put the kettle on, get comfy and join us. Right, we're back on fucking lovely, pissy, rainy Friday. Yeah, what a day. Jesus Christ. Yellow rain warnings for the whole country. Yeah, yellow rain warnings. Yeah. Yellow snow warnings. No, yellow rain warning. No, you know what yellow snow Oh, right, sorry, yeah, yeah. Don't eat yellow snow. Yellow snow warnings. Don't eat yellow snow. Yeah, don't eat yellow snow. Best advice you could ever get. You know those lists that are interesting facts that everybody should know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was reading one of them and it was really boring and it was exactly that everyone would know these facts. They were just, yeah. if there was an You're interesting... Like, yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah. not that one, not that one, not that one, not that one. Well, I went and compiled a list on interesting facts that nobody Few people knows. Know, yeah. yeah well no i can't say nobody because yeah. that's not pretty fine like that but but very few people are going to know okay okay and i'm going to say oh you know what you're going to and i started with an easy one that lots of people of a certain i don't want to say disposition because it sounds really Really? Ambiguous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't even but, say ambiguous, but, I'd say arrogant, but anyway, go on. Okay, I'll just lay into it then. Apparently, Daniel Radcliffe was allergic to the first pair of glasses he wore on the set of Harry Potter. Oh my, okay, yeah, it took me a minute for, took me a minute to um, remember who Daniel Radcliffe was. Yes, well, Harry that's Potter, what yeah, I said, yeah. people of a certain... Not disposition, inclination. A yeah, certain yeah, fan said, yeah. would know this. They, they're sitting there listening to this going, I knew that. And yeah. that's exactly what yeah. it is. Well, I didn't okay. know that. I didn't know who Daniel Radcliffe was for a minute. So I definitely I didn't remember. know that. Yeah. So he, I'd imagine that was some kind of nickel thing, wasn't it? It was. It was yeah, uh, yeah. No, I've got a nickel allergy. Horrible. Yeah, horrible the frames thing. were a nickel. What happens to you? I break out. Like, so I, wear, I mean, I break out as a very general okay, thing. They're basically like little pin prick blisters, but they weep. And they are incredibly itchy. They weep? Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh, it's, it's horrible. And where would you break out? And wherever I have nickel, so like so what if I'm wearing a watch. And it has nickel composite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And actually, actually, here's one for you. I got a tattoo years ago, and the yellow and red ink, and it had nickel in the ink. I'd say that was fun. And my arm went up about three times its size and was in agonising pain for two weeks. Yeah, I was like Popeye before I yeah. was, but then all the ink bled out, so it's basically like pink, and you can't even see the yellow now. It's like, yeah, I can show yeah. it to you here, Dal. Obviously, you can't show the, the listeners, but I mean, the ink just well, literally blew out. Well, an image. Yeah, yeah, I will actually, yeah. I'll put a photograph up on the Facebook yeah. page. Uh, yeah, all the red and yellow ink just basically blew out. But uh, yeah, and it's worn out there's nickel in tattoo. And how long did it take the yellow, the nickel-based ink to bleed out or did you it get it? It was over a few months. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah. So your body just rejects it. Just says, literally rejected no. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, literally Jeez, rejected the ink. But yeah. So if, if your nickel allergy 
affects you in the location that nickel is being applied to your skin yeah, in whatever like form, it, yeah. that means he had some sort of reaction on his face, on a, around his eyes, yeah, like yeah. where your the frames of your glasses sit over your ears over and the ears, to the sides of your faces on, and the, the bridge, bridge of your nose. nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, Jesus Christ. And I wonder how quick it came up. Yeah, but anyway, it's pretty quickly now. He rocked up yeah. on set as the kid that we all know in the first Harry Potter yeah. movie, and he had a, a reaction to the nickel composite glasses oh. that he wore. And immediately they changed them to a hypoallergenic frame. Cool, cool. Which was suited him perfectly. And while we're on it, he didn't have lenses in his glasses. That's quite common in movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, yeah. because I, you get the reflection of cameraman and you know different things and, and the, the sets. Yeah. yeah, and and I mean the lights you, and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, well, the lights you would want, but if the light source, if they're doing a scene that's outside, and I'm thinking of the fourth Harry Potter movie where they're out at night and it's the light of the moon. Right. Obviously, that light would have to be generated in post-production or after yeah, effects or yeah. something like that so all the it's lights from the sets like yeah when all the bouncing off yeah. the lenses of the glasses yeah. which i knew but i never considered mm. so yeah, yeah so it, it was fucking weird they do so much in movies that they, we don't yeah, realize they don't even yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that is the sign of a good effect is that you don't even know it's an effect like it's a sign know. of a good movie yeah it's a sign of a good movie when they're thinking of things that you didn't even consider mm. and possibly they didn't even consider before they started. Yeah. Like I, I know from working on sets, there's so much gets thrown up at you that you have to deal with and go. On the fly, yeah, yeah absolutely. We didn't think of that. No we didn't think of that. We didn't think of that. I mean, sure, look, even doing a podcast now, I yeah. mean, we have our little production meeting on a Thursday and Half of that goes out the window as soon as we start talking. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. There's, so, there's always something to deal with. Yeah, yeah, you can imagine what that's like on a movie set with, you know, a thousand extras or something. Jesus, It'd be great crack. Um, yeah, fucking hell. But, but that's what makes it fun. Actually, speaking, it of, speaking of movie extras, I was in Michael Collins. Were you? Yeah, I was coming back from Wexford on the train uh, and they were filming the scene with um, uh, Liam Neeson and Julia Roberts are saying goodbye to each other on the platform. Right, okay. Who, which part did she play? Uh, Kate Kiernan, wasn't it? I can't remember. It was a fucking Yeah, she was full of interest. Terrible film. Uh, it's not bad. It's, it's fucking terrible film. It's really historically inaccurate. Yeah, it is. That's why it's a terrible film. But anyway, but anyway basically, yes. Yeah, so, so we pulled in and this big bloody steam train or smoke everywhere. What the hell's going on here, you know? As we stepped off the train, we were basically handed a tweed jacket and a tweed hat and told to walk down the platform. And then there was someone at the other end of the platform to collect the jacket and hat off. You did get paid for it? No. Fuck that. Yeah. Were you, did you see yourself in the film? I've, I've tried to see. Ah, come here, look, there's loads of people walking up and down the platform. Like, it's... Yeah. You know, but basically, it was the only way they could do it because Connolly wouldn't allow them to shut down the station for the yeah, day. Yeah, So rather than have people in 24th century clothes or whatever, 20th century clothes... They just use what they could. Walking by, they yeah. just literally put you in a sweet jacket and a hat and sent you down yeah. the platform, like... What's a single string of spaghetti called? You know the, the pasta yeah. that you buy in packets? A noodle. Nope. No. Two completely different things. I know that, but Americans call spaghetti noodles. They, go, they, they literally call them spaghetti noodles. Yeah, but that's probably a really heavily processed food item they're talking about. Possibly I'm in America, sure that's yeah. not, that's not a yeah, piece yeah. of pasta. Because pasta is uh, wheat, flour, and... Semolina base, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. 
yeah. or something like that, so, and a noodle is egg based. Yeah. So they are two completely uh, yeah, different I, things. Yeah, no, I okay, I'll get back to that. What's a male ballerina called? A ballerino. So what's a single string of spaghetti called? A spaghetto. A spaghetto. 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 Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. cool. Sorry, Italy. <laughs> Fucking. Just like a mom, I make it. Yeah, yeah, then you should have stopped it. You should have just left it with spaghetto because that was fucking atrocious. <laughs> okay, back when dinosaurs existed, and you like this, okay. back when dinosaurs existed, so pre 66 million years ago, there were still volcanoes erupting on the moon. On the moon? On the moon. Okay, yeah. cool. Isn't that deadly? Well, well, it stands to reason. Because that's quite the fireworks show in the sky, isn't it? The moon, they theorised, was created because Earth took a glancing blow of from an asteroid, another, yeah. another, not even an asteroid, but another proto-planet. Okay, so like a when large they, asteroid. But, then, yeah. but that's why it was a glancing blow. It didn't yeah. obliterate it. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, was, it, was, it, it was the proto solar system was being formed yeah, like yeah, the moon had just yeah. the moon the sun had just kind of ignited and yeah we and i'm pretty sure the earth hadn't cooled at that stage either now okay, well, i'm not 100 sure on that but i think but well it couldn't have because yeah. i mean they were they were the whole solar system was one was just being big formed, basically yeah fire pit of things bouncing off each other yeah, and yeah. that kind of thing it was a so that's how they theorized the moon was built so as the moon coalesced into the moon that we know now yeah there would have still been volcanic erosions on it. Yeah. So that's just business. What a night show though, you know, that would be class to look up at the, you know. I wonder, would you have seen I any of it? Yeah, I don't know. You know, yeah, it's 300,000 yeah. kilometres away. Yeah. Or approximately. There some pretty big volcanoes for you to see. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so there you go. Leaving a party. Have you ever left a party without tanking a host? Don't think so. It's quite rude. You've never just ducked out of a party, haven't I had a go to a lot of parties. No, fairness, neither do I, but, but um, no, I don't. No. Oh, yeah, there was one where we robbed a couple of bottles of whiskeys and ran. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 not quite the same. We thing, even avoided to that. <laughs> yeah, that's not the same Maybe. thing. But leaving a party without thanking a host in England, that's known as the French exit. Okay. Okay. The French exit can be traced back as far as 1751. Okay. So it's not something that happened they had parties recently. Back then. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I'm sure. Like, look at it. We, in a previous podcast, we did the chocolate and popcorn gods. That's Remember, I was yeah, telling you about chocolate, chocolate coming to Europe. Yeah, yeah. And all the, the nobility mm. had all their silver plattered paraphernalia to eat their chocolate in. Yeah. I'm sure there would have been parties, chocolate parties and chocolate fucking orgies and everything. I'd say there would. Chocolate orgy. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> chocolate orgy just it. sounds messy you and just fucking waking up the next morning and disgusted with yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, me and 12. And doing that showers back then. Either. So it can be traced as far back as 1751. So okay, yes, cool. in the US, it's known as the Irish goodbye. Yeah, I've heard that, yeah. Don't get that. Like, to me, an Irish goodbye would be like where you say goodbye 50 times before you actually knew. That would be more, yeah, bye, 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 bye. bye. bye, bye and bye, which bye, I don't bye. understand here, because when I'm talking on the phone, 
and I'm talking and when I'm talking to you on the phone there's a million goodbyes yeah and yeah. I just say it's yeah just okay a, see you later bye yeah That's we it. just don't have to end conversations we just, I do well, listen to well, me I just hang well, up as people you know as a, <laughs> as a race as a nation we just don't know how to end conversations but like I mean we're famous for our our hospitality and our our good manners in the main you know which I will get on to in a minute right so I just find it yeah I do find it a little bit irksome that the Americans refer to that as a okay but I will explain that okay alright come on and it better be a good explanation because I'm pissed it's off it's not now. a good explanation okay the Irish goodbye only appeared in newspapers and pop culture in the last 12 to 13 years. Uh, yeah, okay, or yeah. so it said. Like right. in the evidence that I found when I was looking for it because I was irked about it as well. I was like, you fucking cheeky bastards. Yeah. We built your fucking country. <laughs> and we're polite and nice and, you know. Yeah, after that that being said, after I said we built your fucking I mean, we country. tank bus drivers. No other country in the world tanks their bus drivers. Everybody should thank their fucking bus Absolutely, yeah. Thank their service. And I love that Dublin Bus actually used that in their recruitment advertisement. And their slogan was, be thanked for a living. Yeah. Which I just thought was, you know, that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, It only surfaced around 12 or 13 years ago. Mm. I actually like to think there's a guy or a girl somewhere in the world at this moment. Listening to this podcast. Listening to this. <laughs> going, they're fucking talking about me. I started saying that 13 years ago. Yeah. Fucking nice one. If you so, are listening, okay. please make contact because I'd like a word. Nah, I don't <laughs> mind him, he's a sap. Okay, not to be outdone by the English. Right. Calling it a French exit. The French call it partir l'anglais. Right. To leave the English way. Hang on, I'm just going to pull you back. Right, so you've told me that the Irish, Irish welcome, or the Irish, the Irish goodbye, started about 13 years ago. If you haven't told me why, or like, what's the thinking behind it? Where's it come from? Like, what's Irish about legging it without saying thanks? I think it's a lot of countries just taking a shot at each other. Really? Okay. Like, especially with the English and French. And I'll get on to the Polish and the Germans and the Dutch and all right. that kind of thing. Yeah, but why would the but Americans have a shot at us? Because the Americans fucking take a shot at everybody. Mm, that's true. Okay, sorry. Yeah, so the Germans say to leave the Polish way. Right. And the Polish say to leave the English way. Okay, this is getting more and more complicated. So it's so the English saying leave the French way. It's a French saying, saying leave, leave the English way. It's yeah. a German saying leave the Polish way. And it's a Polish saying leave the English way. So this has an old enemy kind of vibe to it. It really does, doesn't yeah, it? It yeah. has, it's everybody taking broad shots at each other. At their neighbours. Yeah, yeah, it really does yeah, seem like yeah. it. But the Dutch have had the worst time of it. Okay. And you've heard of loads of this. Right. To go Dutch, what does that mean? It's when you split the veil on a meal or whatever, you know, rather than, you know, traditionally the man, or I'm just going to say one partner paying, paying the bill. When you go Dutch, you split it. Okay, well, on a date. I would say, more. yes, it is the man, but I wouldn't say traditionally. No, it's, well, it's more common now that... Because the man would be expected to pay. Yeah, but I think that's less common now. It is way less common now. Yeah. But I don't understand why it's seen as an insult to say going Dutch. No, I would think Or, or another phrase right. for it is Dutch treat. No, it's... I don't see... It's very progressive, I, I would have thought. Yeah, I don't see why any other country saying, no, oh, you're fucking going Dutch, would be 
aimed as an insult. I know what you mean. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. so the Dutch men are seeing a stingy Eddie or something, like, you know. Yeah, or, yeah. Or, or tight-fisted or whatever. And yeah. it's not, it's just fucking good manners. It is, you yeah. Go, when you go out with your friends, or even when you go out on a date, and I've been out on dates where one of us has said, we're both paying this. Yeah. And, and which I think is fantastic. Yeah. And I mean, yes. I think how I would have worked it. Treat your partner. Like Treat early, your partner. Yeah, like in the early stages of our relationship, it would have been, I'd pay one week, she'd pay the next week. Sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? And that's still very much the case, actually, now. 19 years later. 18 years later, sorry. Yeah, you should get that right. Oh, I know, yeah. But yeah, it's just no fucking normal behaviour. And I'd be more concerned with the fucker who goes out with his friends and expects somebody else to foot the bill. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. this, or even this thing, and I've seen so many arguments over this, where like, let's say it's a group, you know, work colleagues, whatever, and it's like everyone agrees that we're going to pay an equal share, and then some guy orders lobster and steak. You know? Yeah, no, that, that never worked me. Um, I used well, to like, go out with friends, and I'm not saying in what country or anything like mm. that, because I've been in loads of places and I've loads of friends, and yeah. I'm not. You're, you're I'm not like so well traveled. I've, I've never lived outside of Dublin. <laughs> we'll get on to that at some stage. Yeah. But it's. So one friend would have a, a friend of theirs with them, and they're always welcome into the group. Of and course, so yeah. it's like, look. Everybody's gonna. If we all throw in twenty quid at the end of the day, then we've covered the bill and we've covered the tip and everything. And we all go, yeah, grant, okay, we'll all do that. Mm-hmm. And then some fucker we'll orders a starter, orders yeah. a starter, orders a main course, orders a dessert, and then I'll have a, a tea at the end of it yeah. and an aperitive or yeah. something. And it's forty quid worth of stuff. And you're like, whatever. what the fuck, man? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. That's yeah. That doesn't do it for me at all now either. No. So, I mean, I don't understand why going Dutch or Dutch treat is deemed as offensive. No. But it's still a shot at the Dutch. Okay. Okay. And there are more of them. Okay. The origins of going Dutch are from the English Dutch Wars in the mid 16th to 1700s. here with the English being the bad guys and a lot of these. Anyway, go on. So, there were four wars in the mid 1600s, 1700s between the Dutch and the English. And they were naval wars. Yeah. And it was around that time for Dutch treat anyway, they were taking shots at each other, metaphorically speaking. Tit for tat kind of thing. Tit for tat, you know, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. going Dutch is pain, is not taking your friend out and treating them to a meal and fucking leave the English way or whatever it was, you know, they yeah. all had their broad shots at each other. Right. So I think societally they were just, oh, the fucking Dutch, oh, the fucking English, you know, that kind of <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was just, it was stupid. But there are others. There's Dutch courage. Yeah, obviously Dutch courage. Alcohol-related bravery. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and everybody's heard this before. And has that got to do with it? I, like, in my head, I, I've no kind of historical research done on this or anything else, but... Uh, what, were the Dutch famous for going into battle pissed? That's what I don't it kind know. of sounds like. And you know? I don't know where Dutch courage I, comes from, and I couldn't find that. It either. seems the only logical kind of explanation for it, doesn't it? That they were kind of known for... Uh, what, you know, going in hammered? Yeah. That doesn't seem like a good military no, tactical <laughs> move. No, I wouldn't say... <laughs> no I mean, the, they no do it once and go, fucking that didn't work, lads. 
So, <laughs> no, I don't know. Dutch were good uh, military tacticians. Dutch courage. I remember I went out on a date uh, years ago. And I did went, I was meeting this girl and she was great looking. And, you know, the nerves get at you before or whatever. And I was like, fucking Dutch courage. So I met up with my friends and they were like, have you met her yet? And I was like, no, I'm going to meet her tonight. And they were like, oh, Dutch courage. And I was like, fuck yeah. And so I had a couple of points and it was, you, you loosen up your, your speech, you drop your shoulders. And you just relax a bit. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I never and done the then, whole day. So I did oh, Dutch Courage. And then I went and I met her. Mm. And initially it started great. And she was anxious. And she was like, look, fucking. I need some I, Dutch Courage. Dutch Courage. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay. So we had a few more points. But I was already, already two or three few. up. <laughs> right. Yeah. So <laughs> about an hour and a half into it, I was the fucking didn't end well, then, didn't it? Yeah. Didn't end well. Well, it ended fast. Yeah, was, you know, I never done the whole dating thing. I just kind of randomly stumbled from one long-term relationship to another, you know? Okay, that sounds like a plan. No, it's not really. No, no it doesn't sound like a plan at all. stumbled into it, like, you know? Yeah, I, like, the shortest I've been in a relationship for was, like, two years. I just, yeah, I never... No. I never did the whole mean, dating thing. Double Dutch. lucky in that sense, I suppose. Double Dutch. Speaking gibberish. I don't oh, yeah, understand yeah. that. As well... well is it because the Dutch language is so difficult to understand? It's difficult to understand if yeah, you don't speak it. Then if you it. double that. If you, if you don't speak it. Yeah, English yeah. is fucking yeah, impossible I mean, to yeah, understand yeah, if, mean, you, if you don't speak it. And to us native speakers of English, I mean, Polish sounds pretty... And <laughs> the pronunciations and you know, all and those German, Zs and, yeah, yeah, and Japanese yeah. and yeah. Russian. Yeah, like so, it's, yeah, so it's, any it's, language that's foreign to your ears is going to sound it's like... Relative, yeah. so so again, it's relative. So again, let's just pick on the Dutch day. I don't understand yeah. why it's double Dutch is speaking gibberish. Yeah, no, I and I've heard it before. I I, when I was a kid, I heard was... adults saying it. Yeah. Just didn't get it. I always just took it, you know, that kind of Dutch was such an obscure language. But yeah, no, like, like, when you put it like that, every language that you're not, that you don't speak, is pretty obscure to you, you know? Yeah, so it's just, as I said, pick on the Dutch day and everybody's playing. Yeah, it's mm. so, I, that's what I'm saying. That's what I said at the beginning is the Dutch have had it worse than anybody. When, when people are taking broad shots yeah. about... Or just kind of generalising. society does that. It's just kind of generalisation, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Dutch oven. <laughs> oh, God, I knew, I knew this was coming. What's a Dutch oven? I didn't know what a Dutch oven was. I had heard it, but I wasn't too sure what it was until you you mentioned it to me the other day. Oh, my God. I, I, look, I'll let you explain it. I'm not even going to go there. A Dutch oven is when you're, you're in bed with your partner and you fart and hold her head under the blankets That's and shout Dutch oven that is domestic abuse man it's disgusting I didn't say I approve anyway I was going back to the Irish goodbye I think yeah. that's an exception I think the Irish goodbye is an exception to the rule yeah it's just raw like, I don't we've already established that we think it's unfair it's no, we've already established that we think it's a shot at a nation by another nation to say, to leave the French way, partir l'anglais, yeah. to leave the German way, to leave the Polish way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all that kind of thing. Yeah. But I think that the Irish goodbye is the exception to the rule. Okay. As in it's a compliment? Yeah. Okay. I could be biased, probably because I'm Irish. Do elaborate though. Yeah. Interested to know, but I 
Biden left. We've all seen in Ireland an incarnation of Mrs. Doyle yeah. from Father Ted in some way, shape or form. Oh, yeah. Whether yeah. you bring to a friend's house or a girlfriend's house oh. or whether it's your ma or whether it's your auntie or whoever it is, you've all seen an incarnation of Mrs. Doyle. Oh, God, yeah. Will you have a cup of tea? Yeah. And now I'm glad. I come on, will you have a cup of tea? Yeah. We are a nation of hospitality titans. Absolutely. In this fucking country. Absolutely. Like, you know what, like, and for us, it's completely normal. It's only when you go abroad. And, I mean, as I said, I, I haven't lived abroad, um, but even, you know, on, on holidays and stuff. And it just doesn't happen where you go into someone's home and they feed you. Like, you know, as just, you know, as the norm, they're shoveling food down your gut when you walk in the door. It doesn't happen there. To my knowledge, it doesn't happen in other societies in other countries. It's a very, very Irish thing. Again, in countries I've been in where I've gone to meet parents, they've never been anything but the absolute most fantastic host. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, but no, it's, but. it's never been to the extent yeah. that an Irish The like Other cultures tend to have the ability to take no for an answer. Irish, not so much. It's... Will you have a cup of tea? No. No, thanks. Okay. Yeah. Then that's it. And then yeah. later on, are you sure about that cup of tea? And you go, yeah, I might actually. And then you do. But yeah. you, there's never a barrage of questions that follow yeah. up that cup of tea. Like, yeah. will you have a cup of tea? I was just about to make one. Okay, I will. It's the answer, let's say. Yeah. And, the, and a biscuit. And she looks through the cabinet. I've no biscuits. How about some cake? Um, no, just a cup of tea would be grand. And you go, what about a small sandwich be- with your cup of tea before you have your cake? Something savoury and then something sweet. And no, I'm fine. Just a cup of tea will be fine. How about with a small sandwich, I make it a few chips because there's nothing nicer than a chip sandwich. <laughs> and you know what goes lovely with chips? An egg goes lovely with chips. And beans are actually really nice with an egg. So how about some beans as well? And all of a sudden, it's... Are you staying for dinner? Have a feast of Are you staying for dinner? You might as well stay for dinner because dinner's only a couple of hours away. And by the time you get home, it's going to be too late. So that's it. You're staying for dinner. And then it just goes on and on and on. And then by the time you're leaving, after having stayed for dinner... You're leaving with leftovers for tomorrow for your breakfast. Here, just take that. Bring it. You, you can bring back the Tupperware. Don't worry that about it. That reminds me of actually going to visit my nanny back in the day. Uh, and I thought this was a normal thing, but it seems to be it's, it's a bit of a family tradition and it's one that we've carried on now. You never leave my nannies with a, like, without a bag of groceries. You know, she'd, she'd empty her fridge yeah. and say, oh, my, my, take this home with you. And then my mad done the same for us. When we go and visit, and then when our kids come and visit us, we're doing the same world. I remember I rocked up to my house after being in a friend's house, and this wasn't a family to me, just just a friend's family. Yeah. Rocked up to my house, and I had a napkin with cake wrapped in it. <laughs> you get the iconic gift-wrapped piece of cake, yeah. and you come home and says, whose is that? Where did <laughs> you come from? You were at a birthday party, yeah. yeah. No, it wasn't a fucking birthday party. Well, just, I was just there. Cake, yeah. yeah, I was just there. Yeah, cool. So it's fucking nuts. It's mm. absolutely mental. Mm. So the bottom line is, if you haven't been hosted 
by an Irish mammy in your life, get your fucking shit together and get hosted by an Irish mammy because it's an experience. It absolutely And it's is, the best yeah. experience yeah. you'll ever have. Just don't cross an Irish mammy because that's a whole different experience. Yeah, and that's a whole different bo- podcast and I'm not yeah. going into that. Yeah. So I think the Irish goodbye being the exception to the rule is, let me articulate this properly, is saying to the host, now I'm assuming the host is your friend. Right. Is a friend of yours. Like it's not just... It's not you, just an acquaintance, yeah. random kind of party these, after the pub, yeah. Yeah, and these are the thing, the parties I've skipped out on at the end of the night. It's never been with somebody who wasn't a friend. Right. Who wouldn't interpret what I was doing as... In, as any way, but... Just being, you know what, he's just saving us there. Are you going? Are you not saying? Will you not stay? I mean, it's too late to go now. And all those questions, it's saving you and it's saving me. So when I've left the party, it's been that. And I think you're just saving on all the pomp and ceremony of, are you going to go? Are you sure going? It looks like rain. Yeah, don't, don't okay. Stay. Would you not stay? It's when you say point? that. Yeah. yeah. And you asked me earlier, have I ever did, you know, kind of did the other party early? No, I'm the dude of who's asleep on the couch at this stage. Okay, That's, so you're the person... I'm that guy. You're yeah. the person I wish had left there. Yes, right, okay. I tend to be that guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's why I think the Irish goodbye is the exception to the rule. It's, yeah, you don't want to be... And I think it's imposing. a very plausible argument. It's so you're not imposing on them or feeling that they need to offer you to stay on the couch or... To not even that they feel they need to, but they're still hosting people. Yeah. It's still a party full of people. I'm not the last person to leave and I just yeah, skip out at the end yeah, of it. Yeah, and I suppose there's that bit as well where if you're the force to leave and you make it known that you're leaving, it tends to have a domino effect and everybody starts to leave and then the party's over. You might not want to be the catalyst for that, you know? I've never considered that because I've never been the force to leave. Mm. Yeah, but you could have something there. Anyway, moving on. Hershey's Kisses. Have you ever heard of Hershey's Kisses? Yeah, it's the, cho- the chocolate the singular. Yeah. You get a bag it's of pretty boxes, American, yeah. But yeah, Hershey's Kisses. People say Hershey's Kisses were called Hershey's Kisses because of the puckery kind of thing you do with like, your lips so. when you're putting yeah. a Hershey's Kiss in your mouth. I don't think I've ever seen a Hershey's Kiss. I've, I've heard of them. I've seen mentioned them. in I've, movies. I've never had one and I've been offered one. And being told you have to make that puckery thing when you put it in your mouth. I was like, no, I don't fucking want one. So, but no idea what Hershey's happened. Kisses are not named Hershey's Kisses because of the puckery thing you do with your mouth when you put one into your mouth. Okay. Hershey's Kisses are called Hershey's Kisses because of the noise that the nozzle makes when it's plopping the chocolate down onto the conveyor belt. Oh, okay. So it's that. Yeah, sort of it's that kind of sound. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so. Okay. It's not the shape of your lips you make with your thought, yap. I thought they were literally shaped like lips. That's where, uh, that's, like, when no, I'm thinking no, Hershey's Kisses, that's... fucking jellies, those rubber lip like, things that you used yeah, to get, yeah, they're shaped like yeah, lips. Yeah, that... But that's not Hershey's but, Kiss. No, I, I thought it was a chocolate version of, you know, basically that. That's that just in my head, no, but that's just in my head. Like, no, I've never it's, seen them. It's, if I remember yeah. correctly, I haven't seen them in a long time. Yeah, no, I just heard them. It's, it's like... Uh, a drop? Yeah. It's like a drop oh, that drops like out of the nozzle. Like a chocolate drop yeah, kind of. Is that what they are? Yeah. yeah, yeah it might be. Like a chocolate drop. They're yeah. like a kind of spherical, but they've got like a little kind of pointy bit. It looks like a frozen drop of water just yeah. after impact on the ground. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I think that that's okay, the image that's I have in my head. Like, is it? Okay. I could be wrong, but that's the image that, that I have in my head. 
But it comes from the sound that they make when they hit the conveyor belt. Apparently. That's yeah. cool. And not the stupid shape you make with your mouth when you're fucking eating one or being asked to eat one. I don't get that. <laughs> no, I don't get it at all. You can face up to 25 years in prison for cutting down a saguaro cactus. Okay. You know the cigarro cactus? Yeah, the kind of three limbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, the one trunk and the two limbs come yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. You know, the like stereotypical cactus from the cowboy movies. Well, they're yeah. they're native to Arizona. Like yeah. and it's 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 the United States largest cactus and it's the iconic symbol that you think of or that you would see in a picture or that would be yeah. referenced if they were saying the Wild West. Yeah, with, oh, with yeah. that's that, exactly the what you think of. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you get 25 years in prison if you chop one of them down. Jesus. It's, it's like, Harsh. I think it's a federal offence or something like that. Wow. Yeah. But Why? Like, what's the kind of think about that? They're slow growers. Ah. They, in the right conditions, and when I say the right conditions, and I mean good soil, I'm not talking about a good, healthy full of nutrient yeah, soil. No, I'm talking about an arid yeah, they soil. They grow in the desert. But a good soil for the, for the cactus to grow. Yeah. They can last for 150 to 200 years. Ah, right, okay. So when you chop one down, it's not like it's, one grows, it, it, one will grow in like 20 like, years. Yeah. One will have started to grow in 20 years, but it's gonna take 200 years for it to reach full maturity. Okay, that makes sense. And then you have the whole tourist kind of attraction kind of yeah. thing of it. You know, so, it, you know, if they're, you know, people are cutting them down or whatever, you know, they're gone. Yeah, and, and I, I don't know you know, how long... a lot of tourist dollars gone too, I you know? don't know how long the law is in effect. Mm. But America, not being that old as a country, yeah, relatively yeah, speaking, yeah, true, means it might be a 17 or 1800 law. And I don't know, I could be wrong. I haven't looked this up, this is just... This is just something I, I thought that was more modern. I, I, I honestly... As in the uh, 1940s, 50s? Uh, even probably more Well, you see, when then... Because I'm thinking more along the lines of... They probably bring a lot of tourism to that area. And if they're gone, then, you know, so is that tourist trade. I, I'd say that's a more, much more recent law. Be worth looking up. Yeah, I would. I'm going to look it up. Or if anyone listening knows the answer to that... Please drop us a comment on the Facebook or on yeah, the... Yeah, absolutely. The, but the I was saying, I think it's probably... A, it's when the pioneers were moving out west, they would have chopped down. They would have... Oh, yeah. On their yeah. homesteads or something, or where they had to... Have they're a source of water like as well. If you're out in the desert, like they are a source of water, so they would have been cutting them down and drinking from them, you know? Yeah, so, I don't know. But you get 25 years well, in prison if you chop them down. Colorado... Speaking of Arizona and the arid conditions and mm. the Midwest and all that kind of thing, Colorado has an active volcano. You, yeah, you said that to me the other day, actually. Yeah, wow. Active, like, like how active now are we talking? Right, now the USGS. Yeah, the Geological Survey. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they say, they give information on what active non-active, extinct, and all that kind of thing, man. So I, I will get to that in a minute, what they've kind of categorized as. But Colorado actually has up to 15 calderas with numerous vents. Now, you'll have to explain this one to me, right? A caldera is... A volcano without sides. So it's basically, it's a pit. 
It's kind of level like, ground, and then yeah, there's a yeah, massive yeah, yeah. kind of hole. And your, so your Yosemite is a caldera. Right, okay. And like, if you read up in your Samaritan and the history oh, of it, so it's, it's, it's not an end. It's so. swollen and bulged over years up yeah. on one side, down on the other okay, side, yeah, and all yeah. that kind of thing. And there's, I, I remember reading an article years ago about someone saying all the water rushed out of the lake because it moved up on one side and it all just spilled <laughs> out. Flowed out. And I think that was due to the magma chamber, which is below, which is below a yeah. caldera. Right. Okay. If like, I, mean, I remember reading as well, Yosemite, the the magma chamber below Yosemite was not crystallizing. What's the fucking word? Cal calcifying. Okay. It was becoming solid. So right, I okay. don't know at what stage is true, it is now. I mean, you're saying calcifying, so it's obviously kind of a chemical reaction as opposed to a cooling. Of the, look, you could write... Maybe what I know about volcanoes on the back of a postage stamp, I have to be honest with you. Yeah, no, I don't know much about them. I always wanted to be a, a volcanologist. Though. Did you? Yeah, yeah, like when Didn't we were in the school. Did like, like that? <sighs> sorry. There's always resist. one that makes that joke. <laughs> Couldn't resist, sorry. Yeah, no. But. You really should resist. Yeah, I know, yeah. But Resistance is it's, it's when we were in uh, school. It. Yeah, I did. I'm just deliberately ignoring it. <laughs> <laughs> when we were in school, Everybody's saying, I want to be a fireman, I want to be a policeman, I want to be a spaceman. I wanted to be all those things. I was like, that'd be fucking cool. I would love to do that. That'd be, and in my head, I'm going, Jesus, yeah. And picturing myself as a, a spaceman, a fireman, mm. or a cop. Or I've got like in my head but I wanted to be a volcanologist. I wanted to be studying volcanoes, getting up close and personal with lava flows and lava fields and pyroclastic surges and all that kind of thing. Wouldn't want to get too that, close though. <laughs> have you have you never seen the video of the guy in all the, the fire retardant no. stuff and it's the so he's he's got a silver suit on. Oh, it's right. like it's like a um space suit. No no it's it's like that. a hazmat suit. Yeah but it's but it's it's reflects the heat and yeah. he's scooping he's got like a, a four or five foot rod with a cup right. on the end of it and he's scooping some partially solidified He's lava not, out of uh, lava made of. I mean, like you'd imagine any kind of metal would just melt. Yeah, no, it, I don't Bronze know. Bronze or something. Again, I d I'm not a volcanologist, I don't or know. A metal but this is all yeah, the stuff yeah. I wanted to do. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. all the sulfur fields, like there's yeah. sulfur fields in near vents that are toxic, mm. that you can only spend so much time in without breathing apparatus. Yeah. But, and there's still life in those things. There's life at oh, those... Oh, the vents at the bottom yeah, of the... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, surrounding the vents. Yeah, surrounding yeah, oh, yeah. The they're even, teeming with life. Even under sea, on those stacks yeah. that have built up. Yeah. And they're releasing massive amounts of oh. fucking methane and all that kind and of carbon shit. Carbon and, and all sorts yeah, of yeah. nasty... But there's still things well, living around that. Nasty shit to... Us. Us, mammalian life... Uh, kind of sea life at a much shallower depth yeah. but as you said th those things are teeming with life forms of their own yeah. you know that thrive on that environment yeah, yeah. I was always amazed about that yeah. but anyway very much the, ocean the volcano yeah, I feel the volcano I'm referring, referring to in Colorado yeah. is the Dotsero volcano D-O-T-S-E-R-O Dotsero Dotsero it's 2,460 feet tall Okay. And just to put that in perspective, 
with people in Ireland who are familiar with the Sugarloaf okay. Mountain. It's two Sugarloaf Mountains stacked on top of one another high. Okay. Okay. It's two Sugarloaf Mountains yeah. is a little bit taller, but it's it's about the same height. So that's yeah. the height of this volcano. Is the Sugarloaf a dormant volcano? It has that look about it. Lots of people think it is. And I never thought it looked like it. I, I think so. No, not at all. I, it never occurred to me, even when I was a kid, that, wow, that could be an old volcano. Oh, yeah. And I, well, I no, always just thought... I was a child, I used to always think it was I always volcano, thought yeah. it was a nipple on the left. <laughs> a nipple. A nipple. If it was any higher, it would have been the Lonely Mountain out of Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, all it's, it's yeah, But it's, is it a volcano? Funny. Lots of people do think it's a volcano, Ooh, but it couldn't be yeah. further from that. Like, based on nothing but my eight-year-old imagination, I used to think it was a volcano, you know? And the fact that it looks like one, you know? Well, it looks like your kind of stereotypical cartoon volcano that you'd see in the old dinosaur movies, you know? It does, but it still never... No, it just never looked like that to me. It looks like a bowl of sugar was poured onto a table. That's why it's called Sugarloaf. Sugarloaf, yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's not the only Sugarloaf in the world. There's a Sugarloaf in Rio... Yeah, so in, yeah. in Brazil, and there are multiple peaks in France, and they're called Pan de Sucre, which is which is sugar loaf. Yeah, sugar loaf. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, but it couldn't be for the thing from the volcano. Millions of years ago, the sugar loaf was a seabed. Right. And it was probably closer to magma on the seabed than it is now. Right. Yeah. Like it was never so ever a volcano, and just through tectonic activity and. Yeah. Plates colliding. Subduction and plates colliding get pushed up, it just yeah. became the sugar loaf. Yeah, cool. It's there you go. This one is the one I want to finish on, and this blew my mind. Okay. Glen the Lock is a glacial valley. Yeah. No, I did not. I, I, I love yeah. that. And the idea yeah. of, of. Just that massive. Lump of voice gouging its way through yeah. the land. And yeah, Carbon Sofa's beautiful. Yeah. As Glen the Lock. Like, yeah. Oh, Thank yeah, I thought I'm not religious, but I mean, talk about God's country. You know, it's absolutely beautiful. It's, uh, I love Glendalough. I really do. Yes, so do I. That and Killarney, and that's another glacial valley as well. Like your lakes in Killarney, yeah, they're all yeah. formed by glacial movement. Absolutely beautiful, you know. We were, we were in Kerry a few years ago. Now, we only kind of passed through Killarney on that trip. We didn't stay around, but we were, we were in Dingle. But just looking at the landscape down there, Dal, I mean, yeah. you could understand why people were willing to fight and die for this country when you just look yeah. around A lot of people, when they hear or think about Killarney, they think of Killarney National Park, which is a phenomenal place. It's fantastic. It's beautiful. There is nicer stuff out towards Dingle. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, God, the, yeah. There's nicer landscapes. There, what is the pass? I know the one you're talking about, but I can't remember. George's Pass, Gregory's Pass, Gregory's Pass sounds right. Something like that. Connor's Pass, have you ever driven? Connor's Pass, yeah. And then we, yeah. Drove, we drove Connor's Pass on a day like today. I mean, it's all right. Yeah. And it's, an, it, it, it's narrow. It's little more than a car track, but it's one of the busier yeah, yeah. roads. So you're kind of stopping. Like Every kind of hundred yards it has a layboy cut into the face of a mountain so you're constantly stopping but anyway yeah no just absolutely beautiful but there's a an overlook 
about halfway down Connor Pass and you can see Skellig Vickle from it. Yeah. Which, as a Star Wars fan, that's just epicness. Even not epicness. as a Star Wars fan. Yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. beautiful. Don't, don't get me wrong, but no, just to, to be able to look out and see where Luke Skywalker hid, yeah, it's just awesome. Just, yeah, okay. yeah, loved it. Absolutely. Well, there, that's my list of facts that not everybody's going to know, but they're going to know now. And if you want to be an absolute pub quiz god, Get these into your head and you'll be able to recite them when you're needed. And all your friends are going to think, fuck me, you're amazing. Cool. See you next time. See you next time.